What is going on, Next 90 Nation? Oh, man. It's 5.30 in the morning, and um, I'm in my office just getting ready to start my, my morning routine. But I was just, uh, I was feeling an immense amount of gratitude for just life in general. And I wonder how many of us, like, actually wake up and just feel grateful to have life, to have opportunity. I mean, we're all going through something. Um, and it could be across any of the domains of what we call the core four. It could be pain in your physical body. It could be pain in your spirituality. It could be pain in your relationships. It could be pain in, in your emotions in the way of depression or shame or frustration or guilt. It could be pain in your finances, your business. We're all going through some pain, but pain is simply a tool of, of perspective. And we wouldn't know pain without joy and or happiness. And this, this past week was a, uh, a week of immense pain for me, emotional pain, spiritual pain. On uh, almost a week ago, we finally had the celebration of life for my father. And I had to get up there on stage with my siblings and deliver a eulogy. The irony of the whole situation is that I mean, it was a it was a packed house and um, we were given instructions to keep our speech or talk or eulogy, whatever you want to call it, to three minutes. And I started scratching my head thinking, like, how can I sum up a man's life, a man who lived 67 years, a man that I spent 41 years with in three minutes? But like the whole experience was, was sort of surreal because at the end of the day, you, you pass away. Right. And obviously there's ongoing pain for the loved ones and memories and things like that. But the actual day that you get celebrated, it lasts, you know, an hour and a half. I think his service was two hours in total in the church. And then another couple hours as a, as a memorial service or a, a gathering of, of friends and family. And like, that just doesn't seem fucking right. It just doesn't seem right that, like, we live all this time, 67 years before my father, who knows when I'll pass away, but that everybody just takes time out of one day and they come and your life is summed up in a matter of hours. But I guess in the case of my father, I mean, it was a massive, massive statement to the man that he was. And, you know, it just got me to thinking about my own life is like, what are they going to say? Like, what, what impact will I have made? What will my children feel when I pass? Like, will I, will I have grandchildren? What, what kind of businesses will I have built? And what things will I have that will live long beyond some three minute eulogy beyond some two hour ceremony? And we should be grateful for the life that we have. We have opportunity. We have air in our lungs and we should rise every morning and give thanks to be alive because it truly, truly is a short life that we live. I heard a saying, they say, every person has two lives. They have the life before they realize that they only have one life. And once they realize they only have one life, that's when life begins. So I'm here to tell you that you only have one life. Why not make the best of it? Why waste it? Why not go after the dreams, the hopes, the desires 
that you have? Why not have the physical body that you've always desired? Why not have the mental clarity, the spiritual connection, whatever that means to you, the relationships that serve you at a deep level and actually make an impact in the way of making money and leaving behind a legacy and using that money to impact people while you're on planet Earth? I did not stick to the three minute time frame. I heard it, but I didn't listen. Because why, why would I try to condense my father's life down to three fucking minutes? And so today I'm, I'm going to read what I wrote. I'm going to read the, the eulogy that I delivered. And, um, you know, for all my fathers out there, I want you to think about this. I want you to think about the relationship you may or may not have with your father. I want you to think about the relationship that you have with your children. But more importantly, I want to think about the relationship that you desire. All of us are children at one point. So this message is not just for men, but this message is for everyone who inevitably will lose somebody who inevitably is experiencing hardship and pain. And I, I just hope that this, this brings you some perspective. I hope that when you listen to this podcast today, that it, it lights a fire under your ass to just move and do the things that you said you were going to do and do not waste this great life. I do not know what happens after we die. You know, I, I, I grew up Christian. I've struggled with my faith. I, I have a belief in God now. And it brings me peace thinking that my father is, is no longer in pain, that he's in heaven. But I don't know. I've never met anybody that's died and come back and said, this is the answer. But I know that we have answers here on earth. We have like, we have voices inside of our hearts and our heads that are calling us to do something. And a lot of us ignore that. And we just let day after day after day pass until eventually we pass. And so my encouragement for you today is to not let that happen, is to live life to the fullest. My father's life was ended short. He had multiple sclerosis. He was wheelchair bound for the last 15 years of his life. And he would have given anything, anything to be in the position that you find yourself in today. And all I'm here to do is just paint some perspective and let you know that your pain is telling you something. It's telling you to not stop. And the only way through is all the way in and all the way out. So I'd like to read this to you today. Because if I read this here today, and how many ever how many ever of you are listening, it means that my father lives on, regardless of where he's resting, regardless of where he is, like his legacy, his life lives on. And I don't know how long this is going to take, but I know that the words inside of what I wrote, like will live with me for a lifetime. And there's things that I'm passing down to my children. And as long as I do that, and as long as I become the man that I've been called to be, then my life will not be a waste. Please, please don't waste yours. So I'm calling this my superhero. And this is the eulogy I delivered for my father. Today is a day that I've been dreading for quite some time. I thought about this day long before my dad was gone. And I thought about it every day since he's passed. We all knew this day would come, but I don't think any of us thought it would ever come this soon. As I look over this crowd, I see friends and family that love my dad so deeply. But that's because it was hard not to love a guy like Kevin Long. I also, lot of, I also see a lot of pain in this room, a pain caused by his loss, a pain that we all feel, 
and a pain that we all share. The thing about pain, though, is we wouldn't feel the pain we feel now if we didn't experience all the love we felt while he was alive. So today, I'm grateful for that pain. I truly believe that pain shared is pain divided and love shared is love amplified. And today we get to do both honoring Kevin. On behalf of my mom, Debbie, my siblings, and the nine amazing grandchildren, I wanna thank you from the bottom of the heart for being here to remember the greatest man I ever knew, my dad. As a child, especially a boy, our fathers are heroes. They're more like superheroes who are larger than life and who we believe are truly immortal. That's who my dad was for me, my superhero. Growing up, he was the strongest man I ever knew, and he taught me so much about life. <clears throat> Some of my fondest memories were watching him work out in our old home in the living room on Manzanita Court. He had a makeshift gym that consisted of a picnic table bench, mixed match weights from some 70s garage sale, and free towels that were swag from the companies he represented during his days as a food broker. Honestly, I've seen better setups in prison, but it didn't matter to him. He just wanted to work out. I remember watching him in awe, thinking how strong he was and how I wanted to be just like him someday. My brother and I would often lay on either side of the bench press bar and he would crank out 20 to 30 reps without a problem. Or he would hang on his arms and he would curl us up and down endlessly. Things that only a superhero could do. The weekends were always special because we would have our Saturday morning wrestling matches. This wasn't particularly my mom's favorite event, but it was the thing us kids lived for. We would get down on the floor as we all grappled him and he told us he would give us $10 each if we could pin him to the ground. We would try for what felt like hours, but he was a mountain that simply couldn't be moved. I still remember the day we actually succeeded. We recruited some neighborhood kids to help and in, and was, and in what was more like a gang style attack, we finally brought down Goliath. As an adult now, I know that he let us win, but being a man of his word always, he went into his wallet, he gave us $10 each, and I thought I had won the Super Bowl. This is probably where my brother Chris and I got our deep love for wrestling that we still share today. My dad was an old school dad that taught us about life. He was far from perfect, but the best thing about being a father now is I have perspective and I understand that I get to take the gold and throw out the dirt. Some of that gold that he left behind was what it meant to be a gentleman, how to properly shake a hand and to look people in the eyes when you speak to them. He taught us a hard day's work with our Sunday morning yard duties, but always rewarded us handsomely with our allowance. He taught us the value of a dollar by never just handing us money. He explained it could be borrowed and paid back or it could be earned with incremental work. He was really hard on us and pushed us to do more than we thought we were capable of. He taught us boys how to fight, but reminded us only to fight for the right reasons. Several disagreements between my brothers and I were solved in the backyard with boxing gloves. Again, not one of my mom's favorite things, but it taught us. It taught us how to be men, and it taught us that life is going to punch you in the face, and sometimes you just have to keep swinging.
He was super handy. A trait that I believe, unfortunately, skipped a generation, and he could build anything. He taught us always to protect the women in our lives and treat them like ladies. A true superhero dad through and through. One of the things I loved most about my dad was his sense of humor. A very sick sense of humor, but a sense of humor nonetheless. He was a bald man, and I never saw him with hair my entire life. When I was younger, I asked him what happened to his hair. He told me it was because he was smarter than most human beings, and his brain operated at a much higher temperature, therefore burning off all his hair. When I got older, this story changed to son. What you're looking at here is a solar panel for a sex machine. If you were lucky enough to be on a spam email list, you knew you could always count on your inbox being filled daily with the things he found funny, most of which were extremely inappropriate. We're in church right now, so I won't share the story about how he explained why I have a dimple in my chin, but let's just say it involved the fact that I'm a twin. Apparently, I was in the front of the womb, and it all leads back to that solar panel comment and him being a sex machine. I still have PTSD from it and a deep therapy bill as a result. Along the journey of life and with all superheroes, we discovered ours had its own kryptonite. For my dad, this was MS. For the longest time, I was angry that such a good man got such a terrible disease. It didn't seem fair. It was hard to watch him slowly slip away. As with all things, time has brought amazing perspective to this. And I now see this as the best and worst thing that ever happened to our family. It took so many things from him, but it also brought so much more in return. <clears throat> it brought him closer to my mom and strengthened their marriage in a way I never thought possible. He was forced to retire early, which gave him more time, time he did not waste. He did not miss a single wrestling match of mine my senior year. I knew I could always count on him and look over, and there he'd be front and center, camcorder in hand, beaming with pride. He didn't stop there, though. He would watch the tapes with me, and we'd review what went wrong, what went right, and how I could improve my craft. He was home, so you could call him at any time. He would answer, and he would give you all the time you needed. He always had lunch dates with many of you in this room and made you feel like you were the most important person in the world for him on that day. It brought him, it brought him to God and created a deep faith inside him that he was so proud of. It made him more patient, more present, and brought a deeper purpose to his life. In the story of my dad's life, however, he wasn't the only superhero. I would be remiss if I didn't take a moment to honor his sidekick, my mother. Without my mom, none of which I've shared so far would have been possible. Mom, I speak for all your children when I simply say thank you. Thank you for being so selfless, so loving, and so incredibly strong. I've never seen a truer example of unconditional love than the love you showed for dad. Never once did any of us hear you complain, wish things to be different, or show up without a smile on your face. Dad is in heaven now, but he had a guardian angel here on earth with you. We love you so much, and we draw strength from yours. My dad, the superhero, would have been named Flash, as he was an avid runner, 
It was something he was truly passionate about. Before his health was taken, he ran thousands of miles and countless marathons. The night he passed, I went down to the beach and went for a run because it was exactly what he would have done if he had the chance. I ran like I had never run before. It was as if he was carrying me, and at the end, I felt a tremendous amount of peace, a peace that I still chase. Now that he's gone, anytime I want to feel him, hear him, or talk to him, I simply lace up my running shoes and go for a run with my dad. We all loved him. We all miss him. We all wish he was still here. I know he wouldn't want any of us to be sad, though. He was a lover of life and wants us all to keep moving and to keep running that good race, as he would say. The pain we feel now is only a result of all the love we felt while we had him here with us. He's in heaven now, and in his final days, I believe that's where he truly wanted to be. The thing that keeps me going are wise words spoken from my six-year-old daughter. Her name is Nevin, named after her papa, Kevin. The day he died, she came up to me and grabbed my hand and said, Daddy, don't be sad anymore. Papa isn't in a wheelchair now. He's in heaven, and he's running with Jesus. What a truly beautiful picture that is. My superhero truly is immortal, living on forever in heaven, running alongside Jesus daily. We love you, Dad. Keep running that good race. I could go on for hours next 90. I could talk about this man all day long. But I, share, I merely share the story of his life to get you to think and reflect about your own. What will they say about you? What, what will they say? What dream do you have right now that if you were to pass would die with you in this moment? Run that good race. Lace up your shoes and go to work. Be grateful you are alive and just get shit done. Do not waste one ounce of time. His life, his death actually, taught me how short life is. But his life taught me how precious, precious it truly is. Dad, I love you. I appreciate you. I honor you. I miss you. I promise you, just as the sun rises, your sun will rise. I will lace up my shoes and I will run that good race. I'm out.